With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into the show, everybody. This is a State Secrets edition of the Hangout in the Holy Land, the official podcast of LandGrandHolyLand.com. My name is Colton Denning, coming to you on Thursday, December 7th, 2017. And uh, it's been a little bit quiet on the recruiting front for Ohio State uh, as of late. There hasn't been any commitments, hasn't been any decommitments. Until this week, everything has started to kind of happen. Of course, we have the early signing period less than two weeks away, and there was some big news for Ohio State yesterday and earlier this week on the uh, 2018 class. So to talk about that, I am joined by my colleague, co-host, and recruiting expert, Patrick Mayhorn. Patrick, what's up, man? Uh, I'm I'm doing well, man. There's uh, it had been kind of a a rough couple of months in the the recruiting uh, blogging world. It was it's cold out here. I didn't have much to do, but um, plenty of news to talk about. We got commitments. We got decommitments. We got early signing period coming up. As you said, it's a it's a busy time in the recruiting world. Well, I can say that I can. I'm happy that I can count on you to be committed to this podcast, Patrick. But do you know who isn't committed? <laughs> Five-star defensive end Brenton Cox because last night he dropped the hammer on Ohio State by tweeting out, quote, I want to thank the whole OSU organization and fan base for welcoming me into the Buckeye family, but I would like to decommit. Thanks for everything. Hashtag 1000. Uh, Before we get to what this means for the class as a whole, was this something that was unexpected did, did people see this coming what what was the deal behind this this one uh, it really wasn't a huge surprise he had been not quietly looking around um he's visited alabama twice since october uh he visited uh home state team georgia as well it, it really it felt like you know he he hasn't visited ohio state um he said he would on december 15th i doubt that he still will but uh it, it just felt like you know he kind of got a little bit nervous about leaving the South where he's from, um, started to look around at some, some in-state schools and some, some SEC schools and kind of realized that that's where he wanted to be. And it really, the, this was kind of a long time coming because it had been, you know, several months that Ohio State kind of knew that this one was, you know, going to break the wrong, the wrong way for them. As we've seen before, it's so tough to keep these high-level Southern kids from getting to pry them out of the South. We've seen Ohio State have success in that area as well, but the one I always go back to is Rashard Lawrence when he was deciding between LSU and Ohio State, and it's just tough to pry those top-level kids out of the South. And this leaves Ohio State without a defensive end commitment in the 2018 class. So where does that leave them? Are there multiple players that they're targeting, and what do you think is going to be the end result for defensive end in Ohio State's class? Well, they're still looking pretty hard at um, in-state defensive end Tyreek Smith and New Jersey prospect Jason Owe. But um, a guy like Micah Parsons from Pennsylvania, who Ohio State fans are very familiar with, could come back into the fold, though I wouldn't um, I wouldn't bank on it. But this is kind of a 
kind of a crucial class for Ohio State in terms of their defensive end recruiting. Um, next season, assuming that Sam Hubbard leaves early, which I, I think we all know he almost certainly will, he participated in you know um, the all the senior day festivities. He you know he's he's gone basically. Him and Denzel Ward are both really not questioned they're they're going to be leaving which is fine but that leaves ohio state with just three defensive ends on their team in um you know in 2018 with nick bosa jonathan cooper and chase young yeah chase young um and i mean chase young's a sophomore jonathan cooper's going to be a redshirt sophomore nick bosa's a junior there's not a ton of experience there and if they don't bring in a defensive end in this class, which, I mean, they probably will, I, I think that they'll get one of either Smith or Owe or even a guy who we don't really know a ton about right now, which is kind of a, an Urban Meyer staple. But, you know, they, they have not done a great job in terms of replacing guys leaving on the defensive line. They've, they've really focused on interior linemen uh, in the last couple of years, which was an issue, and it, it was a good thing that they got that resolved. But they, they've really kind of gone away from defensive ends and guys who they recruited as defensive ends, you know, like Rashad Berry or um, Jay Sean Cornell could end up moving back. Um, Berry plays tight end right now, and Cornell kind of moved inside. He would need to... Um, to lose a little bit of weight and increase his speed a little bit, which is why he moved inside. But um, if Ohio State doesn't go out and land a couple defensive ends, they're going to have serious depth issues next season, and you really don't want Nick Bosa playing in the fourth quarter of a blowout. Yeah, do you think it's essential that they not only grab one of those guys but multiple? Because, like you said, that trio of Bosa, Chase Young, and Jonathan Cooper, I think that they're still going to be one of the best groups yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the country. And, and we really haven't gotten to see – Jonathan Cooper on the field for a long period of time and even Chase Young for that matter but Cooper was a guy that had a lot of uh, recruiting hype and you look at him and he just looks physically like a a grown man and I I think that people are going to be in for a surprise when they see him play a larger role on defense next season. It seems like it is essential for them not only for next season but for the seasons after because you would assume Nick Bosa is gone after the 2018 season and then uh, you're only going to get one more year out of Chase Young and Jonathan Cooper too if, if he plays well he could potentially leave after next year too yeah I, I really do think it's crucial for them to bring in a couple defensive ends you know if it's the guys I mentioned or if it's a you know a guy like uh, KJ Henry who's a high five star from North Carolina kind of looking at Ohio State but would take some some doing but i wouldn't put this past i put i wouldn't put it past this staff but having three defensive ends is really just not a recipe for success because like i i don't have any question that those guys will be you know just as dominant as the defensive ends are this season i i think nick bosa is you know obviously extremely talented um chase young has flashed his you know his extremely high potential as has jonathan cooper and with larry johnson coaching that unit they'll be fine but you know if with just three defensive ends especially as you mentioned with nick boza leaving after next season um you know almost being a sure thing it's it's really hard to you know hard to not worry about the future of that position if they don't go, go out and get at least two defensive ends in this class and then probably two in 2019 as well i know that they have a couple of 2019 defensive end targets who are more likely than not to you know eventually join the class probably sooner rather than later but it it does seem 
be crucial to to kind of cement that position a little bit. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they went the grad transfer route and you know went out and got a defensive end to, if not start, just you know back up the younger guys and provide some depth. Are guys like O.F. Parsons and Smith going to be early signing period commits, or are they going to wait until that usual February signing day to make their decision? Um, I, I think most guys who aren't committed at this point will just be um, you know regular signing day February guys because the early signing period isn't really for decisions as much as it is just for guys who are already committed, who are you know, sure that this is where they want to go and ready to just be done with their recruitments. But I, I don't think we're going to see a ton of the, you know, exciting like hat ceremony signing day decisions during that early signing period, unless there's guys who want to enroll early. And I, I don't think that any of those three are planning on doing that. And I don't believe they have to sign for the early signing period if they want to enroll early. That that wasn't the old rule, um, and I imagine it isn't the new rule. So I don't think we'll see any of those three uh, commit before at least January. I think that they all still have visits to take, but um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Ohio State did go out and get someone before that early signing period. It hasn't been all bad news this week as Ohio State added 2018 four-star Jacksonville safety Tyreek Johnson. He's rated as the 38th overall prospect in the 2018 class by the 24-7 sports composite, fifth best safety in the country. What does he bring to the table? Tyreek Johnson's a stud. Um, six foot one, 191 pound safety from um, Trinity Christian Academy, which is one of the best high school football programs in the state of Florida. He's an absolutely freakish athlete. He's um, very quick, very rangy. Um, I would say he's probably a little bit taller than six one. At least he shows you know, he shows up like that on film. He's a willing tackler, uh, not a not a huge playmaker, only two interceptions in his 2017 season, but he's he's balanced. He's kind of a, um, I would say he's kind of like Eric Smith in the way that he plays and that, you know, he can do a little bit of everything. Um, but I, I think that this is a guy who, you know, he, he certainly won't contribute as a freshman just because the depth is there for Ohio State at safety. There's there's plenty of young safeties on the team. But his his ball skills, his ability to go, you know, make plays, to to get in the way of, of passes and cause difficulty for receivers is, I mean, I think he's one of the best in the country at that in this 2018 class. And that isn't something we really saw with Ohio State this season out of that safety position. Maybe Eric Smith for the couple of games where he started, but Damon Webb, he's out the door. Smith is out the door as well, and you're going to have Jordan Fuller, who's more of a hard hitter. Isaiah Pryor, you would think, is going to get a lot more run next season. He's kind of more in that hard-hitting role. So Ohio State is looking for a safety with a little bit more range. Yeah, for sure, and that that playmaking safety is something that really helped Ohio State's defense You know, when Malik Hooker was in that role or when Von Bell was in that role, and they don't really have someone like that currently. Um, I, I would say that Isaiah Pryor could do it, but they don't I don't think that they have a true coverage safety and I I think that's what Tyreek Johnson is and that's really why they they went out and got him because they have been pressing hard to get this kid in their class and he he really kind of came out of nowhere in the last couple of months but Ohio State knew that they wanted him they knew exactly why they wanted him and you know what he would bring to the team and they they did a great job going out and locking him up so as of now Ohio State has 18 total commits in their 2018 class it's the number one class in the country according to 24-7 sports with an average 
rating of 95.16. Just absolutely obscene. Another crazily talented class. Do you think there's going to be any more big news before this early signing period on the 20th? I don't expect there to be any more big news. I, I think, as I said, you know, there's not going to be a ton of guys committing during the early signing period. If anything, there will be, um, you know, decommitments, not just from Ohio State, from but from, you know, all over the country, guys realizing that, you know, either they don't want to go to a school or guys kind of being told that if they don't sign during the early signing period, then they have to go elsewhere, which is kind of an unfortunate um, part of the, the new early signing period. But that could benefit Ohio State for, you know, other schools if, you know, if, if guys at Ohio State have interest in, especially you know, potentially a quarterback with Emory Jones looking around, um, those decommitments could be good news for Ohio State. And I don't expect Ohio State to have any current commitments leaving their class um for early signing period i i think that all the guys who are in um outside of a couple who are taking visits i think all the guys who are in are firmly in and ohio state isn't looking to you know oversign or, or get rid of any other guys in their class right now how many more players can this class fit because you talked about sam hubbard he's probably gone mike weber is going to have to be a decision after the cotton bowl but other than that there may you know be only one or, or two other guys who leave the program. Of course, there's always attrition, but it doesn't seem like there's a ton more room in this class, at least as of right now. Yeah, it, it always seems like with Ohio State classes, it was like this last year, and it's really un, every year under Meyer, it's been like this, where <clears throat> Ohio State seems to have less spots than they end up finishing with in terms of the amount of recruits they have. Um, the number generally that's been thrown around about this class is 22 or 23, so four or five more guys, but Urban Meyer really likes to bring in 25 guys every year just because he knows that there's going to be transfers or injuries or any number of things. So I would imagine that, you know, if Ohio State can get seven more guys that they're interested, they will. Well, it should be a lot of fun as we near the early signing period, less than two weeks away. Of course, it goes all goes down on December 20th, and then we'll have the usual signing day in February. Patrick, if the people out there want to follow any of your recruiting takes or any of your... Uh, lamenting over the Browns being terrible. Where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. Um, I do have recruiting takes, and if you're mad about the Browns like I am, um, you can come and ramble with me. It's it's a good time, and I'm very mad about the Browns. <laughs> follow Patrick on Twitter. Also, be sure to follow the Hangout in the Holy Land on Twitter. We just set up our account at Holy Land Pod, and of course, subscribe to the Hangout in the Holy Land by going on to Apple Podcast and searching hang out in the holy land and you can find us on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash land grant holy land that's going to wrap up today's episode we want to thank you guys for listening to the show we're going to have more small episodes like this so hope you enjoyed this one and we'll have even more content as national signing day gets closer and we get to that early signing period in less than two weeks so keep it locked right here thank you guys for listening to the show for patrick mayhorn i'm colton denning this has been the Hangout in the Holy Land, and go Bucks.